Well, it's the Slinging Stones podcast. Wow, no welcome back. Once again. No welcome back this time? Well, hola, compadres. Oh. A welcome backa. <laughs> El welcome backa. El welcome, welcome backa. Sorry. It's a whole new twist on Spanglish. It's a whole new twist on it. Um, I'm Andy. That's Luke. If you don't know who we are by now, what are you doing? <laughs> like, bless your heart. Bless your heart. If you just stumbled on this, sorry. And and I, you know, I'm sorry for the week delay. There's a man across the table that can take full blame. <laughs> hey, look, there's, you know, when you have an opportunity to work on your truck, you you have to take the opportunity to work on your truck. And sometimes when parts have been in place since 1995, they don't like turning loose without a severe beating and some heat. Well. <clears throat> We've had a lot happen over the past couple of weeks. Um, let's see. We went to Dad Church. Great time. Great time. Awesome speaker. Uh, had a good time there. Um, and then we seriously left our man card, our men's card, at the Buffalo Wild Wings. We did not do damage like I thought we would. No. I mean, 60 wings. and and. We left with way too many. Y'all left with way too many. Well, I mean, there was no survivors the next day. Absolutely. I bet not. Um, and then the following Sunday, last Sunday, we uh, we had a great and wonderful time with our Cultivate guys, the Cultivate men. Yeah. Um, driven by conviction, Brandon Doss, Pastor Brandon. Uh, man, just he brought it. It was really good. That's a fantastic message. So, um, speaking of Brandon Dawes, he's going to be on with us on June 13th, that episode. Uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, you'll hear about what Cultivate Men are doing, what uh, you know he's all about, what the Brandons, one part of the Brandons is about. Um, so, we know Caleb's is and we know, know Brandon's Caleb's is, is Brandon's is, so yeah, all that. Caleb's <laughs> is and the Brandi. So, uh, is that plural for Brandon's is? It's Brandi? Brenda. Brenda. You know, like curriculum's not curricula. It's curricula. I like curricula better. Uh, whatever. <laughs> we, can mit- we can mispronunciate words all the way. Uh, I mispronunciated a word. That was ironical. That's right. Yeah. That was my President Bush. That's right. Um, so our final thing that we've got, our final like kind of event we're going to crash uh, in the week, in the three-week midst of just busyness, um, is Monday night, uh, June 18th or 19th? 19th. Is it? The 18th Father's Day, right? Yeah. Okay. June 19th, um, down in Prattville at Spirit Walk Ministries. Uh, it's a night with Rick Burgess. Um, it is our good buddy, um, guy that's been a supporter of the show, a supporter of ministries that, you know, I've led and that Luke's been a part of, uh, Ken Hearn Bones, uh, we are excited to go down and see him, hang out with him. Um, you know, if there's one thing that I could wish upon that Monday night is Uncle Mix to be open. Right. <laughs> I just wish it would. I just want some crawfish etouffee. I just want anything from that place. Absolutely. You're exactly right. Um, but we're going to be down there. It starts at yes. 7.30? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's a late night. Oh, this is going to my, my carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin. It's going to be bad. You're going to need to carry a bucket of Shelby County dirt with you so you don't feel homesick after that time of night. Yeah, I'm going to need to carry some coffee, too. <clears throat> so I mean, it's almost your bedtime now. It's close. It's close. What are we, 6.30? Ooh, we better hurry. 
Um, <laughs> Young whippersnappers Young stand up whippersnappers. To, the crack, to the crack of seven. <clears throat> but um, so I do want to tell you about a, another cool uh, group that I have <clears throat> recently kind of been talking to. So yesterday I had a great conversation with uh, a guy by the name of, name of Nathan Dewberry. And so he is the director of a ministry that is – based out of Columbus, but they're nationwide. They spread their wings, and they've got men that they do Zoom calls with and all that. But um, it's called The Redeemed Man. And so The Redeemed Man is a ministry. Then they have a podcast, The Redeemed Man Podcast. And, man, they have guests all from, you know, if you're if you're a, a golf fanatic, Mark Immelman, Immel, which is a South African. He's on the golf CBS Golf Network deal. Uh, Patrick Nix, uh, which is a local kind of legend in Alabama with, you know, his quarterbacking days at Auburn, still coaches down at Central Phoenix City. His son, Bo, is – is he still at Oregon? I think so. Man, that's like 19 years. Um, but Patrick Nix, um, and, man, they have got a conference coming up in August, and they are probably pretty close to being sold out uh, August 24th, Tim Tebow. He's going to be in Columbus, Georgia. So uh, I think $45 a ticket, and, you know, we'll put the link up on the on the webpage. Uh, but, you know, if you want to hear, you know, a good speaker, a uh, great ministry, uh, had a great conversation with um, with uh, Mr. Dewberry, and it was, uh, it was really fun, um, really cool to see what they're all about, um, what Mr. Amos has uh, got going on, the guy who founded it. Uh, I was scrolling through and kind of listening to a few podcasts from them today as I was out and about and pretty good stuff. They've got some good things going. So um, just another resource, another opportunity for men to gather with other men, to get into this accountability setting and to grow in Christ. And which is ultimately what our goal is. We could care less if we're promoting our ministry or another, as long as men are enabled encouraged, promoted, and and pushed forward and discipled to move in and grow further into Christ. Uh, so that's that's a big deal. So uh, pretty cool connections we're being able to make and being able to just kind of uh, hook up and just try to, you know, just get to know these folks because ultimately um, we're all in it for the same reason. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, once we get to a Monday night, uh, probably have a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break um, from going event-wise. Okay, I'm with you, fellas. Maybe. Um, you know, November 12th is a set date. November 12th set. Um, that's that's the next Cultivate. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun, won't it? Yeah, it's like four days after my birthday. Is it? Yep. Um, sorry, tell them I wife to turn the TV down. Just because so, I think I hear no, something. No, I can hear it through mine too. Um, so uh, she's gonna tell you to eat a booger. Absolutely. <clears throat> so we're gonna get back into Romans. We're gonna finish chapter five. Sounds like a plan. Um, the cool thing I guess that we've got coming up. Um that we're really excited about is the rapture. No. Well, yeah, absolutely. But you know, Luke is a chaplain of a local high school football team. So we're going to get the opportunity to share and devote into them. Luke's been doing it. Luke's been at workouts. 
uh, pulling two a days or one a days. I don't know if they do two a days anymore. One a days. That's uh, all one a days. You know, wussy generation didn't have to do any of that. You know, we you know it was funny. It was funny the other day when you called me and you're like, "Did you know they banned bull in the ring?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's been banned." So <laughs> that was a shocker for me because showed I always your, looked forward. Showed to your it. age. I mean, shut up. <laughs> I mean, you know, just because I can almost remember leather helmets. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. Um, I, I, I can tell you this from firsthand experience and knowledge. Man, football pads and helmets have come a long way. They have. They have. Um, the old snap-in foam pads that if you get hit real hard, one flies out the other side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it ain't like that no more. So, um, but no, uh, but to – just kind of throw a little more promo. Uh, the Caleb's podcast. Keep checking them out. They are. Um, they had a they had a really good episode. Did you listen to that latest episode? I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow while I'm mowing. Man, it was pretty good. While I'm mowing, it that's was, what I listened. It was to. pretty good. Um, they actually talked about yeah. you and I again. Again? Why? I don't know why. You know, they don't understand that they're scuttling their own boat. I mean, why not just set the torpedo off in the bow? Oh, absolutely. It's like, dude, you don't run headfirst into a pole. What are you doing? That's like wipe them before you poop. It don't make sense. Well, I mean, it's, it's like somebody screamed iceberg dead ahead, and somebody said, all right, throttle out. Yeah, just get after it. We'll just do this. Um, but Caleb Alexander, Caleb Crow, we we appreciate it. We really do. And and y'all need to y'all need to check them out. All our teens of listeners, if we're still there, um, check out the Caleb's podcast. Check out the Thinking Buddies podcast. And then also go and check out the Redeemed Man podcast. I mean, they're all great stuff. You cannot go wrong. You have enough time in the day not to listen to secular radio and especially secular music of this world right now. Good mm. gracious Good. alive. Um, so um, If you're in an office setting, you could be like Jeff Evans and force everybody absolutely. to listen to Everybody's so scared of him. Everybody. He's like, guys, if y'all make me mad, I'm going to stand up and cut the lights out. I mean, that's <laughs> all you got to do is stand up. So, no, and, you know. It was it was funny to watch them. Yes, it was funny to watch them Sunday meander around. You couldn't lose them and in, in cultivate at their at the men's ministry. You know, standing in the back of the church, afraid he's going to get in the way of somebody, and you see a shadow cast across the stage. I like, could have used him in front of me because man, that spotlight that kept moving. Man, my goodness about? gracious, my it, eyes have still not recovered. I, there's no way I'd crash in the shore that lighthouse. Oh man. <laughs> so, uh, but it was fun though. They had a good, I mean, it was a good set. Good, yeah. good set of you know music. Good word. I mean, Brandon Dawes. I mean, I've never like I told you the other day. I've never put, you know, really never even thought about that story. Neither. And, and if and if I've read over it, I've read over it. If I haven't, I haven't. But you know, Nate was Nahum and being a leper. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. And then you know that was just awesome. But y'all go, have to go take your seven dunks. Go take your seven dunks. But. If y'all if y'all get a chance, go and um, I don't know if it's on. I think it's on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, go to YouTube and try to see if Cultivate uh, Men have their um, have that service up. That's pretty good. And on a side note, I want to know where you got that table because that is the dude toughest tabletop. Dude, he about I've wound up in the seen. front row. But I mean, you drop a glass tabletop from seven feet, it doesn't. If break. I would have been in the front row and that would have hit me, oh. It'd been over. I'm gonna sue for forty five million dollars. No, we can settle out of court right now. No. I settle for the Blackstone. <laughs> <laughs> Rig the competition. Uh, but no, we saw a lot of good buddies. Um, you know, we saw you know Dolls. 
Oh, Sanchez was not there. He was still uh, out of country on the mission trip. He, so. I think he was on his way back at that point. Yeah, so uh, excited to hear what he's got going. But um, no, but guys, what I will say is there is a lot of cool events coming up, a lot of um, Fourth of July celebrations. But, you know, what I would remind of is, yes, we do have freedom in this country, and we need to exercise that freedom to worship our God. That's right. And take every advantage of it. Um, don't take it for granted because you never know. I mean, as of right now, the world we live in is a crapshoot. Yeah, don't so, squander it. So, um, so let's get started. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through 19 through 21 of, fir- of chapter 5. We're not going to dive into chapter 6 uh, just yet. Um, you know, if Luke decides he wants to be here next week, that's fine. Um, if not, I'll sit here and talk to the wall and try to put out an episode. Golly. I know. That was a little rough. I'm sorry. Rough. Maybe I'll get one of the Caleb's to join in. If you could. Yeah. By phone call. I mean, if you're paying them what you pay me, I'm sure they'll show up. You get paid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. I keep good. hearing the checks in the mail. Yeah. As long as it's not a cashier's check, because that's guaranteed. Well, that's what Jeff Foxway said. Oh, I thought you wanted money. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'll go get you. A you check. know, I will tell you a funny story. So, what was it? Probably a month ago, uh, my nephew joined me on a Saturday morning golfing outing. Like showed up, said, "I'm gonna go play golf with you." To the that the 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 dog fight we do on Saturday mornings. I said, "Sure, come on." He shows up, and I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like he's looking around for something. He's like, "Man, I don't know where my wallet's at." And I was like, "Oh, you played this well. Good job. Well done, grasshopper." So I paid for his golf, and um, I was nice enough to pay for his golf, and I paid for his lunch, and I paid for everything. I, and he goes. I said, you know, you're gonna have to pay me back. He goes, oh yeah, I'll Venmo you. And I said, buddy, I don't, I don't know what that is, nor do I do it. And he was Cash App. No, no, no. PayPal. I don't. What? He goes, what? It's we can do it over the phone. I'm like, no, no, that's not happening at all. I'm, I'm leery. I'm glad my bank don't do the tapping card deal. You know that? You, yeah, you know that's about? only because you haven't got an updated card. No, no, my bank doesn't do it yet. But but my fear in that is, and I'm sorry we're getting off on some like Dave Ramsey spiel, but my fear in that is somebody's going to walk by and bump into me and it's going to tap money to their direction. That can happen. I just know these people are smarter than I am. It's my conspiracy theory. Let me go in here in the kitchen and see if I can round you up some aluminum foil. Absolutely. We'll make a hat. What does this got to do with Romans 5? I don't know. It was a side story. <laughs> you started talking about money and checks in the mail. So, all right. Well, I'm going to pray us in. And good grace. <laughs> that was 15 minutes of just solid wasted time. Speaking of chasing rabbits. Oh, dude, don't do that. It's not out there. I'm just no, saying but we she just chased is, a rabbit. She is. Oh, she's mad at you because of that. It's not my fault she's got a giant rabbit. No, she I does. I mean, it. but man, like the cucumber sliced up on the table. It is good. She did a good job. Cucumbers Solid. Are Cucumbers are nasty. Now, if those tomatoes would turn, and we're having struggles making tomatoes turn right now. Pluck them green and fry them. We're in the south. I, I absolutely. We got a windowsill full of, gr- of green wild tomatoes. All right. We're fixing to kill some more time. All right. Let's do this. Uh, let me pray us in, and we'll get started. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for just for the blessings, the opportunities we get to glorify your kingdom. Uh, keep us in disciple maker mode but also keep us in disciple mode so we can stay humble we can stay open to learn you 
learn about you and learn what you have for us in every door and every direction that you're uh, wanting us to go in. God, I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for the connections and the networking that we're able to do. I'm thankful for your word and I'm thankful for the opportunities just to go through your word. And even if it's one by one, each word that we get to expound upon it and see how great you are and what a wonderful, great God you are. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so verse 19, it starts out as, For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, Grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, I'm not going to dive down this trail, but when we get into chapter 6, we're going to step on some toes. Probably. Right off the bat. I mean, we've been beating up on Adam for an entire (laughs) chapter here. So... Adam's disobedience made many sinners. Made all the sinners, right? That's right. But Christ's obedience made many righteous. Christ lived a a um, a sinless life. He never sinned, never displeased God, not even once. Um, he was perfectly righteous, securing the ideal righteousness. Since his righteousness is the ideal righteousness. It can be, it can stand for the righteousness of all men, and that is exactly what happens. You know, when a man believes in Jesus Christ, God takes that man's belief and counts it as righteousness. God lets the ideal righteousness of Jesus Christ cover the man because the man believes and honors his son. Right? Yeah. You're staring off in space. I was worried. No, about I was you. thinking. So, any man who will honor God's son by believing and trusting him. God will honor by counting his faith as righteousness. Um, cry, uh, so a person must truly believe. He must have the kind of belief that really trusts Jesus. Um, we talk about this all the time, you and I especially, in, you know, do are, are a lot of believers really believers? Or are they just, I said a prayer and I got dunked. You know, do does it really extend from there? I think that I think that there are more believers than what we give credit for. I think there are far less followers than what we like to, and hope to think. Well, it, well, let's put it this way: I saw, I heard it on a podcast today. The devil was a believer; he wasn't Absolutely. a follower. Absolutely. And that's scary to think about. You know, that makes you kind of go, whoa, I don't, I want, I want to be a follower. I want to be a devoted follower. That's right. I mean, that's kind of scary to think about. And, and we don't ever put that, we don't ever put that into play. No, far too many people forget the fact that not only the enemy, but all of his fallen angels, all, all of his fallen that went with him believed because they, they were there. They were there at creation. They saw creation. They they witnessed the creation of all the heavens and all the earth. Um, you know they had been with God from the beginning because they were His first creation. So they stood in the throne room and looked upon the face of God, which is something that no man since Adam has done. 
because of that one sin that we're talking about here now. Did that mean that they were counted righteous? I don't know, maybe at one time before they made the choice to rebel. But because of the nature of their rebellion, they don't get that. They don't even they don't even get a second chance. You know, we get no we don't even we, we get more than a second chance. Absolutely. We get seconds and thirds and fifths and fortieths and um so it's no wonder that the enemy and his demons fight tooth and nail to drag us down. Look at all the things that we have that they don't have access to. Yeah. The Holy Spirit. They don't have access to that anymore. You know, the Bible talks about um, when Jesus was hanging on the cross that all of heaven looked away and Jesus felt the sin of all mankind. Well, they feel that continually, that heaven looked away from them. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's one of the things that they didn't count on. So, again, it's no wonder that they tried to take take us out. It's no wonder that they did what they did, what the enemy did, what the enemy did to deceive both Adam and Eve. Yeah. Uh, it, was out of, it was out of just sheer hatred and envy for the gift that we have of a soul. Well, and then you look at, it points out the law. When it said, the, now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So the law was given to point out and to magnify sin. But God's grace was so much greater. Um, if righteousness is by Jesus Christ, then why did God give us the law? What is the purpose of the law? I think very simply, the law entered the world that the offense might abound. The law was given to point out and magnify sin. It was given to give men a greater knowledge of sin. It was given to make men more responsible for their sin. And it was given to men to make men more aware of their sin and to stir more conviction over sin. You know, we talked today, we were, we had a, I, I thought we were arguing at one point, but <laughs> no, but we talked about how we speak our tongue you know, talking about cuss words and cussing. And you brought up a great point. I appreciate you doing the, the, the advocate part of it where it was, hey, I'm I'm just playing the part right now trying to stir up, you know, controversy or conversation. conversation. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> so, But, you know, that's the thing, though. If we're not held to a standard of speaking the way in a Christ-like manner, you know, you get a murky water of what a Christian should look like, what a a follower Mm -hmm. looks like, especially in the world. You know, if you walk into a church and everybody's dropping, you know, big bombs of cuss words, even the pastor on the stage, you know, man, I could, I could see this at the bar last night at the Saturday night bar at the karaoke lounge or whatever you go to, you know, that, to me is not holding yourself in a different standard. We are to be, set apart we are to be awkward in, in a sense right mm-hmm. we are to be a, 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 a of a new standard people should look and say there's something different you know it's funny well, the bible says it's peculiar peculiar, peculiar. right peculiar. okay now, i think there's one translation i've got that's got awkward for some reason or something like that maybe but what's funny is i have i have co-workers and you know They'll sit there and spout a cuss word. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I'm like, dude, you're fine. 
you know, but they're like, yeah, but I, I, I just don't want to cuss around you. I know how, I know how you are. You don't, you don't cuss. Absolutely. So guess what that is that, that's making a difference right there. That's an example. That's a witness. And, and I'm proud of that. And, and I'm trying not to be boasty and haughty, but man, it is nice when, where I came from six, seven years ago before I got saved, before I quit drinking, shoot, man, I throw out cuss words all day long. In the house, in the house, uh, you know, at the dogs, you know, at the at the work, at the gym, at the bar, wherever it was. I mean, cussing was abound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, but over the time of this, you know, six seven years, when I got saved in you know seventeen eighteen to now, you know, five years ago, six years ago, you know, the sanctification process is at work. That is sanctification right there. That is growing better and better, better than the day before. But it's not from me. It's from Christ. Mm -hmm. And it goes with, not only that, it goes with the addiction qualities of maybe a drunkenness or drugs or maybe pornography or maybe lust or maybe, you know, anger and envy and strife and, uh, you know, money loving. All these different things can be led. You can be. You will be led away from if you let sanctification happen. But the only way sanctification is going to happen is by knowing God's word and God's law. Right. Absolutely. Because God's law, we go back. We go back a hundred, hundred and eighty degrees. Right back to three hundred and sixty. Right when you make a circle. Yeah, three hundred and sixty. We come back three hundred and sixty. Right, but where we started at. We become more aware of sin, we are convicted of sin, and we become responsible of our sin. And then we find buddies in the faith with us, like you and I, and we hold each other, hold each other accountable mm-hmm. for our sin nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's sin nature sucks. I don't know another way to put it. It just sucks. <laughs> we need because, a button for I mean, that. Because everything about, and we've said it before, Everything about sin feels good, mm. tastes good, it smells good, it's easy to do. It's that slight moment it feels good, though, because afterwards you're like, ew. man, it's that guilty, it's that it's like nastiness. Ew. Yeah, yeah. Ew. You can't take a bleach bath that'll clean you up. Um, but, you know, it's and that's what makes it so enticing is, is when you slip into that, it's just, it, if you ever have been in a situation to where you had quit something, for ever how long, six months, a year, two years, and then you have a lapse and you just, you, you dive back into it one more time, man, it's like you're shaking hands with an old friend and you get a warm hug around you. And, but then you immediately, when you're done, you have that remorse, that overwhelming guilt and remorse. And and then you realize how much you disliked or hated that old friend or that old thing. Oh yeah. But again, that, that guilt and remorse is directly tied, tied into grace. Yeah. It's 100% tied into grace because if you didn't feel that guilt and remorse, there was, there was no conviction being multiplied to you so that grace could abound. Um, so, you know, conviction gets a bad rap. I think, you know, conviction and condemnation, they get a bad rap. Um, to me, conviction and condemnation are related, but they're two completely separate things. Um, because, you know, I know where I stand in Christ, therefore there is no condemnation. 
but the conviction I actually look forward to. Um, if, 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 if any amount of time goes by that I'm not convicted by something, you know, I start looking around my life to find out what's interrupted my fellowship. Well, you know, conviction leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. And there's peace in repentance. There is a ton of peace when you finally come clean with it. And that's what I, that's, you know, that's probably, that's probably one of the biggest hopes and prayers you're praying for people that are hitting their knees at the altar at church on Sunday or hitting their knees. You know, you're praying for repentance. Um, You know, how many times a day, or how many times a week do you sit there and go, God, you man, just forgive me. <laughs> I have not been a good one this yeah, week. My stupid idiot self. <clears throat> yeah. Hey God, I've done it again. I'm sorry. Um, you know, but like you said, the grace and the mercy, the grace abounded all the more grace abounded way more than the sin. It beats it every time. There's not but, a win in there, but you also have to be careful with that. With that grace, of yeah, it doesn't give thing. you free will to just yeah, go sinning all day long, which is what chapter six. That's going to hammer. Yeah, it's not a it's not a get out of sin free card. Yeah, um, you know if there's if there's true repentance, um, you're not going to intentionally just run back to it. Um, Lord knows I I slip and stumble with with crap all the time, and it's stupid crap. You know I thank the Lord every day that I've never battled with addiction of any kind. You know, God God saw fit not to give me an addictive personality. But I look around me, and, and you see so many people struggling with addiction of so many different things. Absolutely. They just don't realize how deep the hooks are in them. Well, you know, it's funny. So when I when I quit drinking, um, it was right at, right at the beginning of football season, and we went down – my wife and I went down that year and it was to the iron bowl, um, down in Auburn and we get down there and I thought I was going to be big and bad. And I looked at my wife and I said, I'm gonna have two beers. And boy, the look on her face was, Oh, it was scary. But I drank those two beers and they were the nastiest thing I've had put in my mouth. And to me that, that almost solidified, you know what it's that, God's taken this out of my life, mm-hmm. and thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones, you know, the ones that I feel for and that I pray for hard, hard are the ones. You know, I've got some, clo- we, I've got some close people close to me that, you know, it's it's got a grip on them. And if it ain't that one addiction, that one drug, and they can't get that, they they latch on to something else. Oh yeah, and and that's. Guys, you know, what I can tell you is that is quick satisfaction and quick feel goods from the world. Um, I've been there, you know, I've, I've, I've longed for, you know, I, there are still days to this day. Cause they always say when you're, when you're an addict, you never recover. You're always an addict. Um, especially with me, I'm compulsive as bad as all get out with compulsive and obsessive with my personality. But when you, you know, when you, you, you are going to battle thoughts, you're going to battle the demons of it, the, 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 the pulls of it. Um, you know, we're in the middle, we're getting pretty close in the middle of summertime right now on a hot day when you've been sweating, man, I could still think about stopping in at my old watering hole and getting a big tall, you know, beer. But I know that 
you know, I know I can, I'm not even going to say it's me. God has led me in a direction to, I can't, I don't even, that's not even a front thought. It's like, nope, gone. You know, for the first five, six months after I quit drinking, we avoided the places that were my biggest, you know, crutches, my mm-hmm. biggest problem areas. Uh, one of them is one of my favorite restaurants and we go there all the time now, but I'm safe there. Mm-hmm. I'm safe now. I know I look and, and, and I don't, guys, don't tell me this wrong, take this the wrong way, but I look at it in disgust when I look at the bar. I'm like, ugh, golly, this is vile. I could just sense my old vileness sitting there. Well, you're there. looking at it from a place of freedom now and well, instead I'm looking of from a place of I'm bondage. looking at a grave site. I'm looking yeah. at what I died to. Yeah. That was death over there. Yeah. Now we're in life. And that's what you have to understand. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is what that is, while it may feel good and it may get you a good feeling, it's death. It is your death. You are dying to that sin. But now being saved by the grace and the mercy and, and the redemption of, of, of Christ and, you know, and, and having him as your Lord and Savior, that's life. That's a better feeling and more fulfilling than any drug you can ever find. Well, I was just fixing to say that I don't know if you've ever witnessed someone who's been just a hardcore addict of anything and have a classic type A addictive personality you know you watch them go through treatments you watch them go through rehab and they truly come to a place of repentance you know they listen to the call of the holy spirit and they come to meet christ and then they get a taste of that freedom Mm. they get a taste of that grace and abundance of love and watch them latch on to that yeah and you know it's very unfortunate that the draw of the world is the way it is and that the voice of the enemy is as loud as it is. But when you get someone that's truly, truly everything in them has latched onto the Lord, watch them just explode with but, passion but, for Christ. But when they're on that when you're on that fire and that kick, that first initial, you know, blast off, right? That is exactly where the body of Christ, the believers in the church that you're a part of, that they're a part of, need to come alongside, grab a hold to them, let them do their blast off. But as soon as they lose a little thrust power and they start backing down, they've got those people pulling them still. Well, you look at it from, a, from you make a comparison to a, a fire. It goes from a wildfire to a controlled burn. Mm-hmm. You know, it, no wildfire started on purpose. Yeah. You know, wildfires start by accident. And you find that that's how it is, especially when we're talking about the addiction community is it starts by accident, but then you have to have season controlled for lack of better terms, firefighters to come alongside, put out the, the flames that are where are growing where they're not supposed to be yeah. and kindle the ones where they need to be. So there's an old story where an old farmer walked up to a preacher um, right after service one Sunday and said, a preacher, I'm done. I'm done with, I don't, I don't, I'm not coming back to church. You know, he didn't like something about it. He didn't like, you know, the way the church was being handling stuff and all that. You know, I can be at home and do what I need to do. And the preacher said, Hey, I'm a, why don't you, I come over and you cook me some steaks. And the farmer's thinking, oh, he's just going to come over and talk. And the farmer 
gets gets back home and preacher's about to be over there and so he fires up the grill fires up the charcoals preacher comes in and he just he kind of sits down and um they're sitting there in silence and the farmer's you know he makes a couple statements you know i i, I can just do it from here i can just you know i can I, I got the bible i can do it from here preacher walks up grabs a pair of tongs that still hadn't said a word takes a coal out sets it on the sidewalk right next to the grill the coal goes black goes cold preacher sits there for a minute then he grabs the coal back with the tongs and puts it right back on top where it comes and it flames up back up it comes back up red hot and the preacher just walked away and the guy <laughs> the guy was back that next sunday and said yeah. i understand so yeah. i mean i don't know if it's, that's exactly how it went but it's kind of the gist of it oh yeah that's a great analogy you know we need we need <clears throat> that 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 fire hot embers of each other to keep leading us and attracting us because you know through the dullness complacency and the mundaneness of of the world i mean we get in the lags and i mean we got it we were in a dusty season for a couple weeks i mean it took a lot to get in here um where we sit where we podcast in my office to just sit down and study or even rearrange that was your idea luke you said rearrange Mm -hmm. the thing and i did and i feel better about it now you know i try to get in here as much as possible um but we sit here and we sit in, you know, we don't, if I didn't have you encouraging or me encouraging you as well, we would probably be all, we'd probably be a little worse off. We'd have probably slid a bit further. Um, maybe not completely off the cliff, but it would have been a lot more dangerous of a cliffhanger uh, than what we did have because we really didn't. We just kind of talk every day. You know, it's difficult to encourage yourself. Well, sometimes it's impossible to encourage yourself because you know what a piece of crap you've been that day. Yep. I um, mean, you know, when somebody else can come alongside you and know just enough to to help control the chaos, but when you look in the mirror, you know exactly what's looking back at absolutely. you. Absolutely. And so, you talk about somebody if you if you ever stand in the mirror, here's an exercise that I was told to do one time to check myself. Stand in the mirror. And talk about all the rotten things you've done that day. Hmm. Look at yourself while you do it. And it brings it to a whole I'm new face. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. You should probably not ever do that again. <laughs> the head motions is what got it. Absolutely. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Jeff Evans, I wish you would have seen <laughs> Um uh, I was expecting you to do a pelvic thrust and a hee-hee there for a second. Hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> sorry um, but no I mean but you stand in the mirror and you look at yourself and you start confessing to yourself all the rotten crap you've done in just one day in just one day yeah things that and, and put it in the context of okay what did I do to nail Jesus to the cross today how many times did I swing the hammer because that's what we're doing every time we engage in willful sin every time we in Every time we take advantage of this abundant grace that that never ends, we're swinging the hammer again. We're putting him right back up on the cross. Uh, And that's a harsh way to look at it, but it's true. Because if it weren't for us, he wouldn't have had to have done what he did. Well, you look at at sin. You know, Ezekiel, in Ezekiel 18.20. Oh, Zeke. It says, the soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity 
of the Father, nor the Father suffer for the iniquity of the Son. The righteousness of the righteous shall shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Ezekiel, he hammers down. But no, what we're saying, guys, is, you know, while while we're finishing chapter five, you know, we we seriously we have to watch how we live our life and the direction that we go and and the the types of ways we integrate God into our lives every day by his word, by prayer. You know, knowing his word, knowing the law, you know, which knowing what he's placed in his word for us to read will help us better throughout the day to not sin as much. So what did Pastor what did Pastor Brandon say? Low quit putting your expectations oh, in there. Not about that. You know, live up to God's expectations for you. I got that note somewhere. Yeah, that was a that was a juicy one. Oh. Can you still hear me? I hear you. I hear you just fine. Tec- lost, technical lost, difficulties. You I lost my headphones for you. Lost yourself. Huh? I lost my headphones. You're there. Um, so no, I can hear it now. But um, you're exactly right. I don't know where those notes went. I thought I had them. They may be over there. Um, so yeah, as we finish off tonight, um, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity at all times. You know, when you know, two thousand. Uh, little under 2000 years ago that opportunity became the the best opportunity the greatest opportunity and you know we think that oh well i haven't done that much bad if you don't know christ yeah you may you you, you may well let's rethink that yeah um you know we sit here and we talk through and it's going to get, I'm telling you right now, it's it's going to get, when it gets in the six, it's going to get, we're going to get heavy on some things. Six, seven, and eight are just, this is our couple chapters here that is freedom from sin, is, is, is you can coin it that. And if we're not looking and looking hard at it, um, you know, and learning what God's telling us about how to free ourselves from sin, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be difficult right it's it, going to be more than difficult it's it's you know it, it's next to impossible but if you look we have gone through these type of diff- different situations so there's three themes throughout romans right there's one chapter 1 through chapter three, you've got the transgression of men, of man. Chapter three, about 21 through chapter five into this one, the justification of man. And then from here on out, from here till eight, eight to the end of eight, we're going to get the sanctification of man. And then once we get through that, it's going to get, it's going to get really, really deep. Um, but I'm telling you, you know, if you're wondering why sin is abounding in your life is because you're not diving into God's word and understanding where God's telling you 
it can stop. I think instead of looking for opportunities to tighten the line that we're walking, we're looking for opportunities to give us give it a little slack. Oh, yeah. You're you looking know, for those grace little, lines. A little leeway, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I can cross over here. It's not a, a double yellow. Yeah. You know, I, I, can, I can do a little passing right here. So don't miss the opportunity. If the Holy Spirit's talking to you right now to be, to make the decision to know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, don't, 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 don't miss out on that. Don't waste the opportunity. Be open to it. Go ahead and accept it and just say the prayer. It's, it's, it's the simplest thing ever. God, I, God, I believe you sent your son. I believe he died on a cross for our sins. All sins of man was laid upon him at that cross. He died on that cross. He was laid in a tomb for three days. And then three days later, the tomb was the stone was rolled away, and he rose. That's it. But you have to, it, it, as it says, you must confess it with your mouth. It makes you feel it a little bit more when you hear yourself confess it. Not on the inside, on the outside. When you hear yourself call out to say that, it, it kind of takes you from number one, and it, it it humbles you down and say, God, I need you as my one. My only, I'm nothing without you. That's when it is. That's when that. That's when the change happens. And then from there, you've got to get wrapped up into a group. You've got to get into a church. You've got to get into God's word. You've got to get people around you that are going to hold you accountable. The old friends will phase them out. And as best they do. But maybe you can be a witness and a ministry to them. Yeah, and they come alongside you. Absolutely. Um, because of true friends, they'll support you. But no, if you've said that prayer, if you if you if if you're willing to make this change, if you're wanting to make this change, if you can feel the the your heart getting pulled in this direction, do it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. And if you're worried about it, if you have questions, let somebody know. Go to your local preacher. Go to your local pastor. Go to your local you know the guy down the street that you see reading the Bible in the coffee shop. I guarantee he'll sit down. That's if right. he doesn't sit down and want to talk to you, he may need to look in the mirror. That's right. Um, or you can email, text us, whatever it may be. Um, but Luke, I'm gonna have you close us out in prayer, and then we'll finish it out. Well, I'm also going to throw it out there that for the guys that are listening. Men and women that are listening, because I know we got both that are believers, and you know, you still love the Lord. You're, you're you know, you're still all in for the Lord. I'm going to encourage you: look for opportunities to tighten the line, look for the opportunities to walk a little straighter. Um, you know, hold yourself to a higher standard, as Andy pointed out today uh, when we were talking. That you know, there's always opportunity for us to walk a little straighter straighter, and to be a little more holy. Um, the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. It doesn't say act holy. It doesn't say think that you're holy. It says be holy for I am holy. So while we know that this side of heaven will never truly hit that holiness mark, we should never stop striving to take each and every opportunity that we have to live a little more holy. So I'm going to pray for us. Father God, we just thank you for this day. 
I thank you for the rain that you've given us over the last couple of days, Father. Um, it just it reminds me of the washing that you give us, Father, that when we come to know you, that you just you wash us clean. Father, it just, uh, there's so much to be thankful for. Father, just the blessings that you give us, the opportunities that you give us. Father, the gifts and the abilities that you give us both physically and spiritually. Father, we just thank you for all of them. I thank you for Andy. I thank you for his dedication and all the work and effort that he puts in to the preparation and the production of this podcast. I thank you for uh, his family. I thank you for Jennifer and her patience with it and her support in it. Father, I just, uh, without them, this this ministry would, uh, we, we would, we wouldn't be a ministry. We'd just be a couple of guys wandering around in the sea hunting something to do. And Father, I thank you for our listeners. I thank you for the ones that are sitting here right now with their heads bowed or going down the road in silent prayer. Father, I thank you for each and every one of them. I pray that if there was someone here today that didn't know you, that today was the day that your Holy Spirit drew them in a way that they just couldn't deny it anymore. And Father, I also pray for those of us that uh, do try to follow you and we do try to do the right thing. Father, I pray that each and every time we hear, feel, or see an opportunity to walk a little straighter, that we take that straight step, even though it may be difficult, even though it may be uncomfortable or or seemingly out of character for us. Father, I pray that we take that first step or that hundredth step to walk a little bit straighter in your eyes. Because, Father, we know that that's what it's about in this world is after you come to uh, save us from the sinner's hell that we deserve, that we are supposed to walk differently. We are supposed to walk more upright. Father, not that we're better than anyone and not that we're, uh, you know, to be stuck up or snooty in any kind of way, Father, but we're just supposed to walk a little differently because we are of a royal priesthood. We are covered in the son's blood and we are grafted into your family. Father, again, just thank you for all the things that you give us and that you do for us. All these things I ask in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. So <clears throat> you know how to contact us, hopefully, by now. Um, you can email me at andy at thethriveministry.com, or you can email Luke at the Luke at thethriveministry.com. Um, <clears throat> our website is thethriveministry.com. Um, go on there. The podcast is on there. You can book. You can subscribe. You can all sorts of things. Um, so what I do want to tell you is, you know, we're geared ultimately to be a, a promoter, an encourager, a developer, um, you know, a fellow brother in, in ministry with men's ministry. So, uh, while we do speak, we, we want to speak for men and we want to speak for who we can get in front of to share the gospel. Um, we do want to help men's ministries get created, uh, continue to grow and to continue to be, um, to flourish, flourish in their church, flourish, flourish. Sorry. Almost named a flower shop. Um, so, or the person in the flower shop, so, um, you know, if, you're, if your church does not have a men's ministry, um, let us know. I mean, we'd love to come down, sit down with your leadership, uh, express the importance of developing and encouraging and equipping men to be what they need to be in the kingdom. And to flourish. Um, 
in the flourish. Um, we want the, you know, leadership usually has a trouble seeing a men's ministry and an importance in it, but men are meant to be the leaders of the house and the leaders of the church and community. So we want the importance to be set that way. Um, we want to help you develop a curriculum with whether if you've, you know, you got a bunch of guys that are, um, you know, they, they just, they want to go through scripture. Perfect. If, or if you got guys that want to go through a Bible study, um, that's perfect too. Uh, help you kind of plan stuff out, see what it looks like. We want to continue to promote you for your local community. Um, but it, it's, that's what's pressed on our heart, and that's what we're going to continue to do. But if you have any need like that, you want us to speak, you want us to help you out with your men's ministry, creating one or uh, continuing to, to develop one, we're down. We'll, we'll come down. We'll hang out with you. Uh, we're cheapest of the cheap, free 99. Free 99. If you're in North Dakota, all you got to do is get us there. And give don't it, let, give don't us, let me freeze to death. Get us there. Don't let us freeze to death. Because we're Southern. We just need a place to sleep. That's warm. And you can give us peanut butter and jellies. That's right. Absolutely. Or jelly and peanut butter. Or jelly and peanut butter. Whichever one's more. Peanut butter and honey. That's the stuff. I know. I had that today for lunch. <sighs> I had like a shrimp tie wrap. What happened to your chicken? Never mind. I'm not even going to get no, up. No, 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 no. I got, I got taken the lunch today. I got taken the lunch today. The chicken and rice was here for Jennifer, and she didn't eat so it. So do you eat that by the slice, or do you? <laughs> Luke's making fun of my <laughs> golf game. It's bad. Um, so, uh, but no, as we kind of sign off, guys, we, we, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all's listens. Uh, we are officially in the 1100 range. Nice. So, hey, I got a question. Yeah. What has happened to the lawnmower man? I haven't heard from him in a minute. I ain't even. He seen comes down on the so, book of face. Oh, so man. no, he comes down to music on Maine on Friday nights. So that's where you should go, or you'll see him at Liberty Day. I probably I may see him at Liberty Day. I mean, I'm working two booths. Oh, oh, so Fourth of July. I don't know when it is, what date it is. It's but, on July the fourth. No, the Alabaster. Oh, one. what's okay. the Alabaster one? When's that I date? No so um, I if, thought you were asking when Fourth of July was. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to, you know, put a face with the name with me, with Andy, um, or if you just want to come have a good time, whenever Alabaster has their 4th of July celebration, which I have no idea when that is. Um, a girl. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Um, I will be at the Alabaster um, celebration, 4th of July celebration, um, with uh, – for Sanchez for God did it ministries. So that'll be fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like watching you try to stretch out your sentences to kill time while you're looking. I'm trying to figure it out, man. That's a horror. This, this, this was not a good, this was a bad segue right here. You really, you really did say, when is that for, when is 4th of July? You really did say that. I did. And that's a hundred percent on me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same day as it was last year. The same day as it was last year, I think. Oddly enough, the same day for a couple, you know, 20, 50 years now. Uh, Yeah, they don't even have it on their website. So, whatever. Um, So, whatever. Whenever there's the fireworks deal, I'll be there. Whenever you see fireworks in Alabaster, you'll know you missed it with Andy. God Did It Ministries will be out there handing out popcorn, which will be great because – Easton loves popcorn. There's nothing that goes better on a 105-degree day than popcorn. 
Nice and buttery, greasy popcorn. That are walking down a hot street That's with a bunch of vendors. What's, hold on. We're going to take about three or four minutes on this one because we're not done yet. When you go to Liberty Day, they've got that one person that's got that black stone that's on steroids. It's like 35 foot wide and all that, and they're cooking kebabs. What, what, who do you have to hurt, and what type of punishment do you have to get to get put on that grill during Liberty Day during a hundred and five degree heat, and you got to sit there next to a three hundred and forty degree skillet? I don't know. I mean, that's miserable right there. And you you notice they stopped doing inflatables because they stopped they stopped wanting to get kids scalded. <laughs> well, they stopped wanting to get kids scalded, and so many of them take off. And the and the you know this is the south and the high winds and and then you had the little petting zoo they got felt felt bad for the donkeys getting rides in the in the heat <laughs> they want senor please get this child off my back <laughs> so, so senor please no but um the shaved ice and you know the you know that kind of the kind of ice they they make a killing the the <clears> guy that sells the blooming onions. Makes it, he absolutely just kills it. They sold 400 pounds of those things and ran out before it was over. Blooming onion, something you can get it out back. Oh, but it's half the price and twice the flavor there. Oh, well. I mean, it's a, it's eight bucks, but it's a Vidalia onion that weighs about two pounds. But that guy said, I was going to get one and they ran out. And I said, Really? How many did you run? He said, 300 pounds. Jeez, that's crazy. So they packed up and went home man um but no guys we hope to see y'all at one of these events if you see us and you know who we are and you know that you know you've listened to the podcast come check our hand or tell us how it, bad we're doing oh rotten fruit at us throw rotten fruit at us whatever it may be i mean you know notoriety's notoriety notoriety's notoriety pt barnum said there's no such thing as bad publicity absolutely you're never too important to be nice to folks so <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we finish out, guys, we want y'all just to have a blessed rest of the week. And, guys, thrive on.